Welcome into Hoops Forum, a production of Radius Athletics and a quick timeout podcast. I'm Tony Miller, and joining me again this week is Randy Sherman. Big thanks to our sponsors over at 323 Sports. Your players, parents, and fans will love the 323 Sports $55 team packs. Each pack includes a short sleeve tee, long sleeve tee, performance short, and a heavyweight hoodie with your school's branding on them. To find out more about what 323 Sports can do for your program, visit 323sports.com or you can contact a sales rep at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your basketball program. We are in the home stretch of this year's hoop season, and many of you are headed into or are in playoffs currently. And mm-hmm. so today's episode is a playoff edition of Hoops Forum. Randy, I've got a few questions for you, things that uh, you've experienced, I'm sure, yeah. and uh, things also that I know that you've had conversations about with your your ramp program. Um, let me start with kind of a more general question here. Yeah. And uh, this can be something, again, that, that you've experienced or something that maybe coaches, you, you're hearing them, uh, things that they think about or things that they do. Yeah. But what, if anything, do you do differently in the postseason? This is the playoff edition. I feel like I got to step it up a notch today, right? <laughs> like that's that's the that's the coach speak, right? You got to step it up a notch in the playoffs, right? So, um, no. Um, Man, I really fought for our routines when it got to a playoff season. Just, um, I think, I think that that would be um, what was my approach, right or wrong. I just sort of like, man, if it, there are some things logistically and and things like that that may, you know, in the playoff season that sort of force us out of our routine. Could be travel, could be, uh, you know, uh, any number of things, but. Um, when I had control, I tried to try, I tried to, the decisions that I made was just like fight for our routine. I think um, you hear that a lot from, you know, coaches in, in professional sports talking about this is our routine. We, we travel on this day. We take, this is our day off. This is our hard day or easy day, so on and so forth. Um, so I really fought for those as close as I could, as much as I possibly could that was in my control. I think for us and how I've tried to go about thinking about it um, while still keeping the routine the same for them, I think there's maybe a little bit more focus from me just because I think typically you kind of know exactly who you're playing. And yeah. I think just inherently everybody says like, treat it like you would any other game. I don't, I, I personally don't necessarily feel that's always the best, best way to go about it just because the, I mean, it is different. There is more weightiness that goes into it. Um, I, I do want to make things as as normal as possible for for our guys but i do think that for a coach i think you know whether that's a little bit more scouting you put into it or um you know we'll talk about this a little bit later on there's probably a pretty good chance at least your first round opponent it's probably somebody you've already played twice before um so you should should know who that opponent is and there's enough film on others that you can see what they do and so you know I, i think maybe for us as coaches, our level of preparation, maybe uh, we'd be do well to, we want to be as prepared as possible. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I'm, we might, we might disagree on a few things today, Tony, and that's good. I think that's healthy because I, I do feel like um, I, I try again, fight for the routines was one thing, one point I wanted to make today. And another one was like, 
the we the players know it's elimination season, right? Yeah. Like they, I don't have to talk about we got to step it up or we got to be ready to play. I don't have to right. do that as a coach. I don't have to treat it differently. It's goes without saying. So I, I tended to, um, you know, um, man, just really try to fight for it to being feeling as normal as it can, both in preparation, both in, in, um, you know, our routines and things like that, because like I don't have to tell you that it matters more, right? Like mm-hmm. we don't, that's no mystery Mm -hmm. kind of with that do practices not look any different because you do want to keep that but by this point in the year what do they look like for you well um crisp we know who we are now we we we've had a sample size of games to to uh you know learn what we're good at what we're not good at what what um what we can lean into and what we can avoid. We know, um, we know our rotation. We know our, um, so really practice at this time of the year is, is, is maintenance. And it's more like, you know, just sort of like, um, you know, get in, get better in, in, in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, sort of in the extremes because, you know, we've kind of know who we are, but like if there's one or two things we can left clean up, I tried to, uh, you know, keep our conditioning up, keep our weights up, keep our legs fresh, all of those things to, to make sure that, that our performance is at the forefront and not, not, you know, we're not grinding anymore. We're, we're, we're getting in. We know exactly what our routine is, what our practice is like, and 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 kind of, uh, you know, if there's some finer points we need to to clean up, great. But crisp, short, shorter, maybe. Um, yeah, that's what that's what I tried to get to. And then and then also, I coached in Texas where there might be. Um, great distance you have to travel for a playoff game because once we go one round and, and you you kind of go another round and, it, and it's like you're the the, the mm-hmm. area of you're going i have a coach that as literally as we speak is facing a playoff opponent tonight but he's on his way to the game and then the, the opponents are is 629 miles apart from him wow. they're meeting at a midpoint but but um but um you know so there's some logistical factors that might take us out of our routine that might disrupt our preparation. Do we need a travel day? Is there a hotel, you know, stay involved or something like that? So um, it's being flexible and and being sort of like um, ready to ready to adjust to the um, conditions that playoffs sometimes create. I'll say a phrase, paraphrase something that you do. This is what's worked for us. Uh, it doesn't have to be this. I don't feel like to to have success, but you yeah. know what's worked for us is that shortening, um, maybe down to like an hour and a half. We're actually only on the court probably for an hour. We talk maybe a little bit more on the front end and maybe even on the back end than we would typically. We're very, um, especially early on, we we try to get a lot done, so there's not a whole lot of talking going on. But within that hour's time. I would say we probably focus more so on like micro skills than we do on skills or system. Yeah. Like we're working maybe a shorter segment on a ball screen to review how we're going to run the ball screen this week or, yeah. you know, 
rebounding or whatever it is. Um, and I think, like you said, it's, it's just you know who you are, so it allows you to kind of go back and, and refresh. And there is a there's a there's something motor connected to that motor development and just um, being able to repeat a skill or, or mm-hmm. do a skill well. They need to go back and review maybe some of those things that we've we worked on earlier in the year, but haven't had enough time to or whatever. Um, and then we do a ton of shooting as well. And we've talked about the got to keep that sharp the importance of that as we head down the stretch here. So mm-hmm. um, do you, you, you know, you said try to keep things as normal as possible. I had a coach ask me this morning, mm-hmm. if you are playing that team a third time or yeah, do you ever I've consider how would you, add, how would you ever um, maybe go about maybe adding a little, but you know, you also want to stay true to yourself. Where is that balance? I mean, I think that's a very individual and specific question to not only team but coach uh i again i'll do it again i'll tell you what i did i'm not saying it's right i i was very reluctant i i kind of had a hard time like with this in my head like in a game that's probably for us in texas we play a lot of games 30th 30 plus game of the year in the playoffs Mm -hmm. what do i trust more something we've been doing for thousands of hours or something I've put in on Thursday and we play on Friday. Like, I don't trust that Mm -hmm. that will happen that well. I just, and I had smart players and players that could, you know, absorb information pretty well. And, and, you know, it might've been a a good move for me to do a little more of that, but I personally did not feel comfortable with a lot of new information when the season's on the line. I, Mm -hmm. I felt more comfortable with, tried and true things that we know that work that we could do in our sleep by now. So again, some coaches just feel more comfortable if they're bringing an element of surprise to the game, they're bringing an element of unpredictability to the game. That, that what makes them feel comfortable. I think that's an individual thing. I, I, I just wanted that security blanket, if you will, of like, man, we, we can run this offense and this defense. I know we can do this by now. Like this is, this is what we do now. Do we need to review some things? Do we need to clean it up? I'm, our, we're playing a great team in the third round of playoffs. So like our, our, our movement on the flight of the past just matters that much more. So we're going to like really ramp that up in the practice preparations, preparations for those games. But, but it's, it's really the same things really, you know, and like I was talking to a coach this week about if, if I was playing blackjack with my broke college buddies for $10 a hand or something like $5 a hand or something, or I was some high roller playing blackjack for million dollar pot. I, I still, you know, hit on 15. I still hold on 18. It's the same game. Mm-hmm the same game the stakes are higher i but i don't need to talk about that everyone knows that everyone in the town knows that it's a bracket there's no loser side to it so we don't have to talk about that so i felt more comfortable with what we do well and what's proven to work for us in the 30 plus game sample size we've already accumulated i i know there are coaches who like to bring out some surprise strategy or something that's that's what makes them feel prepared and, and like they have an advantage. I, I, I get that. 
but I, I personally, if you're at, you're asking me in this interview, I, that's what I, I tended to not do a whole lot of changing. I think the most that we had success with or have had success with is something that you're changing that's minor that doesn't necessarily completely change what you do as yeah. a team or what have you done the entire year. A new so entry, a new, I don't right. know, something like that. Yeah. Right. If, if we're talking about like new systems, there's probably not enough time for my guys. There hasn't been enough time for my guys to pick that up and run that to the level of us running what we've been running the entire year. But if it's something we have had success changing minor things, but the minor changes never went against what we already yeah. did. So for instance, you know, we, we actually did run this last year. We ran a box and one and had never run a box and one before but we had run matchup zone and then we had also run man and we didn't change any of the principles within what we did in those, yeah. in that box and one, um, you know, if you're so going, you were able to sort of use that already absorb knowledge to sort of, yes, accelerate were, the, yeah. And we, we made that clear to them. Like you're still doing this as if we were in our zone, you're still mm -hmm. doing this as if you were in your man or whatever. And that there was enough similarity where it didn't cause confusion. But, you know, if you go from being a team that's no middle and then you become a pack line team the week before the playoffs start, I think that's probably what we're kind of referring to. I I made this mistake, too, when I was my first year in the playoffs as a young, very young head coach. I did feel that, like, maybe we need to add this or put in some new plays or sets or something and spend some practice time doing that. And, and then we get to the game, the actual games going on. And, and uh, it's a close game, uh, loud gym, good opponent, obviously. And, and um, you know, the game ends, we lost. This is my first years in the playoffs as a young head coach. We, we got in the bracket and lost in the first round. Um, and then when I looked back on the game, I never even called some of the stuff that I put in yeah. because when I got in the heat of the battle, what did we, what did, what was my natural inclination was our base offense, our base defense. None of the little tricks I put in on Tuesday and Wednesday leading up to the game. They, they were on my sheet. They were in my brain. They were, we worked on them, but like when we got into the fog of war, if you will, I just didn't even do it. Mm -hmm. So I took that lesson forward. Like I'm not wasting that time anymore, but that's just me. Some people want that and that's cool. Yeah. This isn't necessarily adding anything new, mm -hmm. but you know, younger coaches or coaches who may have forgotten, or maybe they didn't have a close game all year, but what would you suggest coaches have kind of in their bag for end of game special situations like what were your go-to I, ne I need to have these so that my team is prepared for this scenario um i think one of the things that i um i get asked about a lot and i, I just had a conversation about it this week of sort of like protecting a lead whether you're shot clock or not that, that certainly dramatically impacts the way that strategically plays out. But like you get a lead, you get into the fourth quarter. Um, I, I kind of like wanted our team to be able to protect that lead without sort of like going to like a full on delay game or something mm -hmm. like that. 
So my advice would be, but but you've probably done this in like a meaningful regular season game already. But like we tended to to have, um, you know, uh, uh, something ready to do to sort of like, okay, this we we've got an eight point lead, a ten point lead. We're not we're not going to shut it down, but we're kind of like you know, we're okay with a little false motion, a little dummy offense before we, you know, two sides before we, to, to, to sort of now um, put, put the pressure on our opponent to, to uh, put us on the free throw line and let's trust that or put us on, or, or um, you know, maybe they're feeling the desperation of, of, of the impending loss and they start to extend their defense and we can, you know, back cut them or, or something like that to sort of like, um, play that strategy of like we've got a lead now. Let's now let's really put the screws to the opponent. Um, so that would be one piece of advice. Um, you know, inevitably in the playoffs as you advance, because duh, good teams that that have really good players go deep in the playoffs. So inevitably you're going to face a really good player. And um, I would say be thinking about your star rules for when you're going to play a, a, a player that's, um, you know, big, big postman that dominates in the paint or a really, really good guard or something like that. Like what, what sort of strategic accommodations are we going to make, if any, to with, with facing an outstanding player? Because I mean, like I said, duh, like that's you're, you're, that's who gets in the play. That's who goes down the road in the playoffs. Teams with really good players. So, um, yeah. So those are some things I might advise. Uh, I would suggest something full court. You got to get the ball up full court. Okay. Yeah. Some special situations. Special stuff. situation yeah. type things. You know, um, even side out of bounds type stuff. Um, you mentioned the star player. Yeah. Are you a kind of win? anything to win type coach are you are you doing any junk defenses anything like that i personally didn't but i've seen it done to with with both failure and success so um but i mean it'd be it would be smart to have a plan for that if you are coaching a team that's sort of like um one one dominant player heavy right like you know this we've got this really good player and then it drops off so we are susceptible to seeing a box and one or some sort of full denial or something like that so it it would behoove you if that is you to be thinking about that that possibility of of being done to you as well the best basketball coaches are relying on data more than ever that's why coaches love huddle assist with Assist, you get full game breakdowns, including complete team and player stats in less than 24 hours. Your stats are ready when you need them. And Assist is more than just the box score. Use interactive reports like shot charts and advanced stats, lineup data, VPS, and of course, effective field goal percentage to coach smarter. Plus, Assist brings your stats to life. Combined with the HD quality, automatically captured film from the Huddle Focus smart camera, Every stat is marked on the video at the moment it happened. See every shot, turnover, rebound, and much more with just a few clicks. Want to see how Huddle Assist is elevating basketball? Visit huddle.com slash assist. That's huddle.com slash assist to find out more. 
How about any press break ideas? I had a, a conversation on Twitter and then also mm-hmm. in person with somebody this week, but um, being prepared for different presses, what would your suggestion be, whether that's man zone? I think you you brought up a good point a moment ago of like, um, you know, getting into a special situation against a full court man press where you just got to get the ball in bounds and it's, you know, your three point lead or something. And so it's sort of precarious, meaning you turn it over, trying to get the ball in bounds. You put the game in jeopardy. If you successfully get it in bounds, you're probably just going to get fouled, go down and win the game at the free throw line. So having something there um, would be smart. You know, sometimes you see some touchdown plays and things like that, 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 that coaches use. Um, but again, I, I don't want to repeat myself too much, but like there's universalities to, to zone presses. So I didn't really, you know, we, we, we have, you know, an entry man, a, a player behind him, a, a middle, a long diagonal and a player above him with whatever zone press we see. So mm-hmm. I didn't really, I didn't really um, change much there. Um, it, w- it would be sort of like situational, getting the ball in bounds, things like that, that I might kind of get in my bag, if you will, of, of, of special situation things. I feel like it's one of those things where over the course of even how long our show's been going, you, the advantage of coaching the way that we've kind of discussed during that time prepares you for these situations and coaches typically get themselves in trouble when they're so focused on this is how I beat the box on one. This is how I beat a man press. This is how I beat a zone press. And it's this one way of doing it rather than teaching them the concepts of teaching your players how to play the game. Yeah. That it soon becomes overwhelming because at some point you don't prepare for something that you face if you're that specific. Yeah. And it goes back to what I said earlier too, man. I just, I just, had a lack of trust personally with, with things that we just put in right before a game yeah. versus things that we've been doing for years, possibly. Right. You know, like, uh, yeah. I talked earlier. But, I mean, if there is a time, I guess to kind of, you know, we got it, we got to whiteboard something up or, or, or draw something up. It's probably the playoffs. So, um, sure. yeah. Sure. I talked earlier about the like the scouting side of things, mm-hmm. the scouting component of it. Um, how much were you comfortable with? What made you feel most prepared, or maybe what made your made your team or just your staff most prepared? I would I would say this would again. I don't want to repeat myself too often, but I tried to I tried to mimic what we did for our district opponents with playoff mm-hmm. opponents, where it just felt very routine to our players. We get our scouting report on our next opponent this day, and it's the same format. It's not any thicker or thinner than it was when we, you know, were back in December or whatever. It's so I, I tried to I tried to do that. Um, now, of course, as a coach when the season's on the line, you've got a little bit more nervous energy perhaps. So I might, I might have watched a little bit more film if I can gather it and a little bit more uh, to, to get myself at a, to, to subside that, that uh, to subdue that nervous energy that I'm feeling. But as far as like what, what is rolled out to our team, I, again, fight for the routine fight. I, that's what I did is it same format went in to, you know, the district team 10 miles down the road that 
that when we made it to regionals or deeper or whatever, you know. Yeah. This is same thing, of, same personnel matters, the same. Yeah. We're just facing probably better players as a whole, you know, like it's it's just um yeah, I, I think that um Again, I feel like when they go home into their parents, their parents are like big game Friday night. It's the regionals, or you know, like the school's all a buzz. There's a pep rally, and I, like I don't have to, I don't have to be the one to add to the outsized importance of the game. That's hap- that's everyone else. I felt I always felt like my job was to bring them back to like it's just another game, girls. Just another game, guys. Like let's let's focus on. Our preparation, what we do, nothing changes. Like that, that's that was my my, my approach. Yeah. As uh, much this as I one is controlled it. <laughs> right. This one is kind of to the uh, finality of things, but mm-hmm. 99 or whatever percent of the teams out there are going to be the ones that are on the losing end. How do you handle a locker room at the end? Well, yeah, that that is um, that is tough. I, I that's a tough one. Um, I think I think what I always did was give thanks, like give thanks to the the players and and uh, give thanks give thanks to to their efforts, their their dedication, and their um, loyalty. There are options now. If you want to be a basketball player, you can do it at a, your neighborhood public high school. You can do it at a charter school, a private school. Or you can transfer if you're in college. Like, so I, I give thanks to their loyalty, their dedication, to their for for um, you know. I asked a lot of my players, like as as most coaches do, as far as like not only time commitment but physical commit like there's like pain involved and there's like like sacrifice um you know um so and and really like i think it's important to remember that that um for a lot of the especially the high school coaches watching that this is it for a lot of the players so um be sensitive to that but above all i just gave thanks you know certainly not the time to replay the game it's it's over no one you know so above all i would just just be gracious and thankful to your players for for their um service to the program and their Mm -hmm. dedication to 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 uh to the program i mean we all as coaches we we all have a dream of winning a state championship a national championship or whatever the case may be whoever's listening but but you're going to get another crack at it in nine months. This is it for them. So just be thank, be gracious and thankful for their their uh, dedication, and let them know how much you appreciate that dedication. And and then you know, you know, uh, if there's tears, there's tears. If there's not, you know, people process emotion different ways. So just it's just raw and real, and it's just there's no avoiding it. But Give thanks, man. Just be appreciative. Yeah, I think that's especially important for the seniors, the ones that you know won't be back, and then for the ones that the potential for them to be back, thanking them as well, but also helping them understand, like, this isn't the end of the road. 
And uh, yeah. I think like how you handle it there at the end can all can have an impact on how things move on to the next. And we've talked about post player, you know, postseason uh, player evaluations. And then I know a yeah. lot of it seems like more and more teams are doing in the summertime and it's almost mm -hmm. becoming a like year round thing. And no um, doubt. we're really in it for the long haul as coaches. Then I think that we need to keep that long-term perspective even in that moment where you are disappointed yeah and there's there's a time for that um to to pivot toward the next season um and man i've been a part of playoff games where that were where the loss was um both you know, we, we maybe were a Cinderella team or like we're, we, we were a good team, but we got into the regionals or regional final or something. And we're playing like a USA today. Mm -hmm. We probably weren't going to beat that team. So we, you know, there was, there was sort of like not necessarily a happy to be there attitude, but like what a great season to get. But then there was the shoot. There was a couple of years I had the shoe on the other foot where we were the favorite and got beat. And, mm -hmm. and that really sucks. Mm -hmm. Pardon my French, but, um, mm -hmm. but that, that's, that's a, that's a bad, bad feeling where you're, you're met with the, the rawness of, we didn't finish this. It didn't happen. So I've, I've been on teams that were like Cinderella teams. One year we go four rounds deep. Two of the three wins before that fourth round loss were buzzer, literally at the buzzer, including our first playoff game right out of the bat. So we hit a buzzer beater to win that game or we would have been out. The next game we won pretty handily over a team who had a great record. I didn't have any clue that we would beat them as solidly as we did. And in the third game we win we – win another buzzer beater that you know we're we're a bounce a rim out or a you know whatever from being done we get into the fourth game and we're going against the number one team in the state that's got a a player that's going to university of texas and like we're just like average kids really like you know i'm like we're happy to be here we lost the game yeah we we maybe we won one game too many because we got rolled by that teams but our our players felt like that season was wow that loss that loss felt different than say the loss in one of the years where i had a number one ranked team mm -hmm. we lost in overtime in regionals we were picked to win state you know like that feels those same result but the difference was, was mighty i think disappointing losses at the end don't necessarily they don't necessarily mean an unsuccessful season no, and you know at even at, even if it if it did kind of fizzle out at the end like you should have won the game at the end um you know having having the perspective again as the whole thing as a whole and uh hopefully you're measuring your success by something more than just the scoreboard yeah and and uh hopefully the journey was fun too right Hopefully the, 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 the process along the way was rewarding. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to enjoy something if all you are is looking, you know, at this sort of binary possibility of outcome, either we won it all or we were 
fail, failure. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's really hard to enjoy the, the, uh, the, the process if that's your outlook, but it's hard that it's hard for that not to be the outlook in society. And, and, and for those of you who may be listening, who have a number one or top ranked team, it's hard for that. It's hard to, and when the whole community and everyone's like, they got to win it there. This is, this is a championship level team. This is their year. It's super bowl or bust. It's state tournament or bust or something like that. Um, it's hard to enjoy that process, but, but I think, I think coaches that are talented coaches way more talented than I ever was as a coach do that. Yeah. So nearing the end here for some, it will end in joy. Others may end in a little bit of disappointment, but still this time of year is really exciting. Um, yeah. We see even once seasons are over for high school coaches, the month of February and March, especially um, making sure that they know where to find you, because this, like I said, is typically one of the most interactive filled months, four weeks, sure. five weeks of the whole season. So kind of direct them towards where you want them to go. I uh, Randy at radiusathletics.com. If you ever want to email me and talk playoffs, talk preparation, talk, if your season's over and you're already pivoting toward next year, I think this is a great time to, to connect. So yeah, just email me radius athletics on Twitter. You can find me there radiusathletics.com. contact me through that. If you'd like as well. Um, I miss, this is the time of year when I really miss mm. coaching. I, sometimes I, I, I don't. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm uh, but this is the time of year where, um, I really do miss the 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 excitement that that advancing through the bracket can create. It's it, it was always very fun for me and some of my best memories. So, um, yeah, yeah. Randy's got a lot of great observations that he usually makes throughout the tournament, and some things that he points out that are that are really great. So be sure to check out him at Radius Athletics. I'm less on the observations and more on the x's and o's so be sure to follow yeah. us both you'll get a lot of uh, a lot of varying uh, information and ideas hopefully that will help you in your program down the few, down the road appreciate everyone who joined us this week if you missed any part of the live show you can go back and watch just search hoops forum on youtube you'll find the full version of the show there at radius athletics youtube page if you're more inclined to listen just go to any podcast platform and search a quick timeout and there you'll find the audio version of the show for Randy Sherman, I'm Tony Miller. We'll talk to you again next time on Hoops Form.